We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ready, set, save, California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure-ready Explorer or the all-new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F-150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So ready, set, save. The Labor Day sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September third hey everyone this is colin kelly you're listening to the rotoviz highlight reel brought to you by my bookie the official sportsbook of rotoviz radio on the highlight reel we feature the top articles on rotoviz.com and get an extended insight into the writer's process and findings for those of you who don't know rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps Today on the show we're going to be discussing the DFS Contrarian, an article that goes up and is written by one of the main men, maybe the main man at Rotoviz, it is Nick Giffen, a lot of you'll know him on Twitter at Rotoduck. He is the co-owner of Rotoviz as well as uh, just such a huge, huge part. So we'll be talking a little bit about those articles, the apps and of course what it takes uh, going into running Rotoviz on a day-to-day basis. But Nick, uh, it's my pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I'm excited to uh, do the highlight reel. Been doing a lot of podcasts <laughs> lately. I was on the mailbag, and now it's time for the highlight reel. It's just making the podcast rounds. Yeah, so you're pretty much yeah, doing doing the rounds. But I'm going to start off with a question, not about the article, but as the co-owner and uh, editor-in-chief at Rotoviz, give us a little bit of a glimpse into the, the typical week. Uh, I'm sure plenty goes in behind the scenes. I know I know slight bit of uh, what goes in behind the scenes, but not as much. Uh, but the listeners, I'm sure, are very intrigued to see how you make it, uh, how the site runs so smoothly. Yeah, so uh, it's it's definitely a, a fun operation we have at Rotoviz. Um, you know, of course, we've got a great team all the way from 
the uh, the editors and the podcasters and the you know guys like yourself who do the assistant production and, and executive production for the podcast yourself and Matt Friedman. So we got a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts. Um, we also got people who maintain our our, our suite of apps, and so. All of that kind of has to come together. So usually I like to start the week on Tuesdays because we have Monday night football. Um, we can kind of let's start with Monday because the games are on, the games are on Sunday and all but one of them. And so Monday, we actually update all our apps with the Sunday games, except the Sunday night games. So we have to make sure the apps get updated need to troubleshoot them, test for bugs, because occasionally things crop up because either something will happen in your data source that has changed or uh, the data source might be wrong or your code might only be optimized for for the data source as is and then not if things change. So a lot of uh, some bug shooting goes on and I coordinate that. I don't do all of that myself, but I coordinate most of that. Um, and then so Monday is pretty much a lot of troubleshooting on bugs. We've got uh, of course, our editors who edit the articles and and uh, we have to do an email blast every day. And, and so I've kind of uh, we've we've coordinated around getting the email blast sent out so that uh, yourself, myself and, and some other people are all doing one email blast per day. That way I'm not doing them every day. But uh, the idea is, is starting on Monday, we update the apps. We make sure all our articles are edited and out on time. We work with the writers to make sure that the the content they're putting out is is accurate and backed by um, you know statistical factual evidence instead of uh, mostly just opinion based. That's what Rotoviz is all about is analytics. So that's Monday. It's it's pretty crazy, uh, especially with with making sure the apps are updated. And then Tuesday we do one more update to all the apps because of uh, the Sunday night and Monday night games get added after the Monday night game. So today we're making sure all the apps got updated in the morning. Looks like all of the all of the current ones did. And then uh, particularly on this Tuesday, we've got a couple new apps that we'll be talking about that will be uh, rolling out for the start of this year. Uh, it needed a couple weeks of data to start those apps. So we'll talk about those later, but that's kind of the process today. Um, again, making sure articles are out. I podcast on Tuesdays as well for the numbers game. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, again, just making sure articles are out, making sure emails get coordinated, etc. Finally, uh, we get a little bit of respite from the apps, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, etc. All that doesn't need updating um, other than if, you know, the Vegas lines change and there's any apps that are based off of the Vegas lines. We just rerun those couple apps. But uh, by and large, at that point from Wednesday forward, we can really start to focus on the content for the weekend, um, the week and weekends, you know, making sure. All of the the buy lows are, are good, or the um, you know waiver additions are good, or picks are good. So, you know, streaming this, that, and the other. Because as the week end comes and we get into games, we want to make sure we're giving good recommendations around who to play that weekend. So uh, it kind of shifts gears a little bit on Wednesday, both from the season long perspective and the uh, the DFS perspective, where people start to focus on actually giving picks and plays and recommendations for that coming weekend. So at that point, mostly it's just making sure the articles get out, making sure the emails get out and, and so forth, and really just coordinating the content. Um, obviously, I mentioned all the editors. They do such a great job, uh, Charles Klein-Hexel and, and Court Smith, and then, of course, the other co-owner, Sean Siegel, who's just a mastermind of fantasy football anyway. And then just in general, we all play fantasy football, so we have to take time to set our teams, do our <laughs> DFS research, right? So you know how it is. Yeah. So then, yeah, we kind of just get around to the weekend. And uh, from that point forward, you know, we try to answer some message board questions and things like that. Um, we've got a, a Rotoviz Slack chat where we talk to each other. And then we just kind of 
on game day, some of us get on Slack chat and just talk about the games that we're watching and so forth. So that's that's a, a road of his week in a in a very small nutshell, but it really should be a lot bigger of a, of a, a shell. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned there, you know, setting your lineups. That becomes kind of the last priority almost of the week when you're doing so much work as you're doing. And I even tweeted out on Sunday that uh, prior to the Sunday game starting for the, the OTI podcast, uh, uh, Josh Hermsmeyer is the guest this week. And I mentioned that I was already typing up the layout to that there. So you're working, if you're not working ahead, you're definitely working from behind. So with your role, you have to uh, just be about five steps ahead at all occasions uh, to, to keep it ticking over like that. Uh, obviously, uh, I mentioned there with all the great stuff going on at Rotoviz, uh, you can certainly sign up and gain an advantage there for listening to the podcast. You can get a 30% discount at this moment in time. If you avail of it through the NFL podcast homepage, which is rotoviz.com forward slash podcast, you'll get that 30% off. Your subscription will give you unlimited access to all our NFL content and tools. And best of all, it supports the pod. So be sure and get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. So obviously we talked uh, about the role and uh, being part of, being actually kind of the main part of Rotoviz as you do yourself on a weekly basis and you somehow find time then to uh, fit in a huge amount of DFS work and uh, you're very successful with your DFS, particularly NASCAR where you've absolutely crushed it over the last couple of seasons but uh, obviously with NFL as well, each week you pen a column for the site called the DFS Contrarian which I mentioned at the start of the show but where uh, you give your favorite uh, GPP plays that you project to be under 10% owned in the big DFS contest. Give us an overview of how you uh, you know per- start to uh, go through that column and the, the process and research that goes into it. Yeah, so um, it's it's pretty interesting because it's it's a it's a column where I like you mentioned I try to give picks that are under 10% owned. So the goal isn't to give the best recommendations of the week just among anybody. It's to give my favorite recommendations among players that probably will not have high ownership. And then uh, there's a way I calculate the success, and that's whether they finish in the top 25% of the millionaire maker. If you were to take all of the all of the lineups that had that player and average their score and then rank all of those players based off of their average score of the lineups they were in, if he ends up in the top 25%, I give myself a check mark. That gives me a little bit of leeway. It should be top 20%, but then I usually miss a a small fraction of picks where they end up going over 10% owned. So that's why I I bumped it down to 25%. But um, yeah, so it's really about finding the top plays that are, that are low owned. And and I do a lot of research for that. There's, um, you know, there's multiple things I I use. I have some go-tos. First and foremost is our senior fantasy analyst, Ben Gretsch's columns, all of them, the uh, awesome. the NFC and AFC. Oh, yeah, they're great. The uh, Stealing Signals articles are, are two of the best in the fantasy industry, and he does the NFC and AFC each week. Then he also has an article that he used to do every week at Rotoviz on Fridays, which we've now partnered with Fantasy Labs to, to have that article be published on Fantasy Labs every Friday. And that's where he breaks down the Vegas betting lines. But instead of just saying, oh, well, this team's expected to score 26 points, he says, here's the, you know, the average probability of how they've scored those points on the ground, through the air, on defense, by kicking. Uh, so it and then does the same for the defenses they're facing. And that really gives you an idea of where we think the touchdowns will most likely come from. So that's an important part of my process, because just because a team is 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 total team totals 26 points, not all team totals of 26 points are created equal. So that's a very important part of my research. Of course, I use all the Rotoviz apps I can. The Gillespie apps that we'll talk about later are are fantastic. Um, And just so many different Rotoviz apps I can use. Uh, And then 
From there, I also look at a couple of articles from other places. Um, I obviously, well, I also obviously look at all the other Rotoviz articles as well around DFS, but I look at some key articles from other places as well. I like to look at Evan Silva's article where he does a rundown of every game each week. I like to, to use Adam Levitan's leverage article. Uh, and then I watch a couple of the Fantasy Lab videos. Of, uh, I think, you know, some of the bright minds there, Peter Jennings, CSU Ram 88, uh, he does a lot of great videos. And, and so I like to absorb my information from elsewhere. But uh, really, that's kind of how I boil it all down uh, and then try to form my own opinions. So it's not just taking everybody else's work, but also putting in my own research through the apps, through my models. I use the Rotoviz screener a lot to look at expected points, expected points based off of the red zone or, or whatever. So, so much work goes into that uh, DFS contrarian article, and I love it. It's one of my favorite articles that I do. And uh, you mentioned there Evan Silva. I think everyone pretty much uh, goes to see what Evan has to say each and every week. This year, you haven't picked a player yet over the 10% threshold, but how are you able to kind of gauge accurately the, the ownership levels of those players, and what can other DFS players do to be more accurate with uh, kind of trying to pinpoint that ownership? Yeah, a lot of it is just uh, coming down to, you know, really understanding what the industry is going to do. So you you make sure you look at all the different sites that you can and figure out who people are talking about. Uh, Twitter, of course, is a great tool. The Rotoviz Slack chat is a great tool. And one of the other, uh, I would say, underrated tools that that um, there is is actually an article that we do every week at Rotoviz called The Play of the Week. And it's sponsored by Fantasy Labs. And everybody there gives their favorite play at each position each week. And I think about 20, 25 of us do that. And that's a great way to see where the road, at least the road of his group think is kind of headed. You might know, for example, this past week, I think uh, one of the running backs had like seven recommendations out of the 25, which is about 25%. So you can see certain running backs might be higher owned just based off of the, you know, being a lot of people's favorites. Now, obviously that's slightly biased towards road of his, but then I balance it out by checking out all the other DFS sites as well. Um, there's a couple other tools you can use. I know fantasy labs has a projected ownership. So, um, I try not to use that too much. I definitely like using it to kind of understand where I think the chalk will be, but I try not to anchor myself to it too much because, uh, you know, I think, um, it's important to form your own opinions about these ownerships as well. And sometimes I definitely think that certain players will be either higher or lower owned than, um, one side or another's projected ownership. It's definitely a helpful tool to kind of understand at least another portion of the industry where we think they might be. Um, and, and then there's, there's some other sites you can use as well to kind of, of gauge ownership percentages. But really I use a lot of Twitter buzz where what I'm seeing on Twitter, for example, this past weekend, um, or this past week, Jared Cook was a, a expected to be a pretty chalky play because every time I got on Twitter, I saw Jared Cook being mentioned as the tight end play this week. So I figured he'd end up being a little bit chalkier than than some of the projected ownerships out there. And it turns out he was. He was about 18% in the Millie Maker when I think he was projected around 12% or something like that. So uh, just, just doing a lot of work to really understand where the market's going to be at. And uh, you mentioned that play of the week. Well, after three weeks, uh, yours truly, uh, myself, is uh, at the bottom of that table. So maybe as the season progresses, it might pick uh, might pick up a little bit for me. But uh, it's uh, not been a good start there for myself. Uh, you you penned a quite funny article after week one uh, titled "Declaring Victory for Zero RB." Of course, Rotoviz is well known for zero RB in the draft strategy ever since uh, your other co-owner uh, Sean Siegel wrote about the zero RB theorem back in. 
2013. After week one this year, so many top running backs had poor weeks and some started uh, you know to tout the success of zero rb after just one week and uh, you kind of had a tongue-in-cheek article about it uh, where do things stand for zero rb at this point uh, and now that we have three weeks of data and what's your outlook for zero rb uh, for the rest of the season yeah it's a bit interesting because um you know i i think week three was very good for a lot of those top tier running backs but but even though week one was kind of tongue-in-cheek where a lot of them struggled it actually continued through week two i i tweeted out at least in the morning games how uh, almost none of the RBs taken in the first five rounds scored a touchdown. I think one finally scored a touchdown in the second half of one of the games. Uh, and, and then Kareem Hunt also scored a touchdown or two. But uh, Kareem Hunt was kind of he's kind of an interesting case because he wasn't a, a top five round running back for most of the offseason until, of course, Spencer Ware got hurt. So he's he's a bit of a, a an interesting case because some people got him in the eighth, tenth, eleventh round or whatever, and now people at, towards the end of the offseason were getting him in the second round. So uh, the idea is, you know, week one and week two there was definitely a struggle among the elite running backs, but week three there was a very strong bounce back with Jordan Howard, Demarco Murray, some of these other names. So. Uh, by and large, actually, the the early round running backs are doing very well. Going into the Sunday night game, I think it was uh, nine of the top ten running backs were taken within the first five rounds. Uh, the nine of the top ten PPR running backs by by average fantasy points per game were taken in the first three or first five rounds. So that's that's the high leverage rounds you want. So at least at this point in time, before the Monday night game, uh, you know the 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 top running backs were doing very well. Uh, obviously, there are some other names up there like Chris Thompson, which has definitely been a, a good zero RB pickup, Tarek Cohen. So uh, there's going to be the normal mix, and I think we'll see a few more running backs go go down with injury, unfortunately. We saw David Johnson go down with injury, and uh, you know that just happens at the running back position. I'm sure there'll be another name or two. But uh, right now, it seems like... You know, we can't really declare a victory for zero RB, but we also can't say it's been uh, a bad strategy as well. Um, I've I went zero RB in basically all of my high stakes leagues, and right now I'm a I'm a combined eleven and four in those leagues, so that's pretty good. So um, I can't really say zero RB has been been uh, a league winner yet, but it certainly is holding its own right now. I think in most fantasy leagues, just because um, you know the top running backs, well, they've done. Good, and they're probably towards the top. It's actually pretty bunched up near the top because a lot of the top running backs had two relatively poor weeks. Um, you could also throw Le'Veon Bell in that mix. He finally had a, a, a decent week three. Yeah, and uh, obviously you mentioned going zero RB. Whether you decide to go zero RB or not, uh, you should try out our favorite app here with Rotoviz, and it is Draft. Uh, I've been playing a lot over the last couple of weeks, and it's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, odds are if you're listening to the show, listening to the highlight reel, uh, and reading Rotoviz, you'll be... Uh, pretty good at picking the values up in the snake draft format or weekly dfs contests etc so if you uh, if you think that is the case then you should join us today on draft you can download the app anytime just search draft in the app store and join a game in minutes or you can play right on your computer at playdraft.com for a limited time only all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit but you just need to use that promo code and that is rv radio so just search for draft in the app store or play at playdraft.com and come and play for free with the promo code RV Radio. Speaking uh, off the apps, you've touched them a few times, uh, Nick. I know you're pretty much kind of just wanting to talk about them, but you knew they were uh, down here later in the in the schedule. But let's talk about those Rotoviz apps. One of the coolest uh, apps that I get to use and I, I like to use 
is uh, for the weekly projections is the the four game level similarity projection apps also called as you mentioned the, the glsp app or gillespie what are the four apps and uh, how do they work and uh, what do you think is their greatest use yeah, so the, there's four apps because there's one for each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, and we want to be comparing players at the same position to past players at the same position. So the idea is you can um, – there's some filters where you can set a slider to look back at a player's history, the number of games, five, six, seven, eight, ten games. You can also filter out games maybe where – he played a quarter and then got injured and only have one target if it's a wide receiver, for example. So you might want to look at games where the wide receiver had at least three targets or something. So you can set all these filters. And what that'll do is when you've got a representative sample of games, it'll take all the averages of that stati- of the of the relevant statistics for that player. So let's use a wide receiver, for example. So average targets, average yards, touchdowns, et cetera. It also take in the Vegas lines. And then what it'll do is it'll figure out the defense that that player is playing. So um, you know, this week, I guess, uh, we've got, well, I'll use this past weekend. So Arizona was playing, um, on Monday night football, they were playing the Dallas Cowboys. So if you take, uh, let's say Larry Fitzgerald and you got his average statistics, then you look at the average statistics of the Dallas Cowboys defense going back X number of games. And what you can do is you can compare players similar in history to the average statistics of Larry Fitzgerald that faced defenses similar in average history to the Dallas Cowboys defense and see how those players did. So they're called comps and you get a range of like we do like 20 comps, the nearest 20 comps, and you can get a low median and ceiling projection from those 20 similar comps. So it's a great way to see how similar players have fared against similar defenses in the past. And we've actually validated the apps. Charles Klein Hexel did an article last year where he looked at all the GLSP projections over a sample of games and found that, uh, 25% as approximately 25% were below their floor as should be because we do 25th, 50th and 75th percentile. Uh, I think we're going to change that going forward, but at least last year we did that and found 25% were below their floor. 25% were above their ceiling and approximately 50% were, you know, between the floor and the ceiling. Uh, so we did validate those apps and, and they're pretty darn good. So really like the Gillespie apps. It lets you get an idea of a player's, you know, floor, median and ceiling projection each week. And that's great for things like DFS where you can, you can use them for cash game plays to find a floor and a median or upside with, with ceilings. You can use them for your season long leagues to figure out if you want to start a certain quarterback over another quarterback, you know, streaming quarterback, streaming tight end, any of those things. So it's a very good quartet of apps there, one for each position. And uh, two two of the most popular apps uh, on Rotoviz are the Game Splits app and the Team Splits app. They're two that, uh, if anyone listened to the Beat Report podcast last week, I used uh, last week in that show breaking down some of the players available there. Uh, how do you think these apps are uh, best used for in-season research? Oh, the, my favorite way to use them is to look at injuries. So, for example, how does AJ Green fare when Tyler Eifert plays versus when Tyler Eifert doesn't play? And that's a pretty important split because at least we know the vast majority of the time Andy Dalton's been the quarterback when those two have, have played. I know there was a little bit of time where Andy Dalton was injured, but it, it's a small number in the grander sample of things. And so you can really see, you know, does AJ Green actually improve with Tyler Eifert gone or does he not improve with Tyler Eifert gone or does he get worse with Tyler Eifert gone because the offense gets worse? So there's it's really a cool way to use the apps to find different splits. The other thing you can do is you can split by Vegas lines. So how does certain running backs perform when they're favorites versus when they're underdogs? I like to use that a little bit for, for DFS. 
Uh, there's just a ton of splits you can do, both in the game splits and the team splits. And the team splits is cool because instead of looking at players, you're looking at the team. How does the New England Patriots perform when Rob Gronkowski plays versus when Rob Gronkowski doesn't play? The team as a whole, right? So uh, you're looking at, at drives and plays and pass splits and things like that, uh, points for, points against, etc. So um, those apps are just really cool and useful. And, and the biggest reason to use them is is for injuries. But there's other reasons to use them as well. How do certain players fare against good defenses versus bad defenses? Or, or like I said, Vegas spreads as a favorite or an underdog, et cetera. So really great app we have there to look at player and team performance in certain situations. Yeah, you mentioned there as well Vegas spreads. And I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, this show is brought to you by MyBookie. They are the official sports book of Rotovis Radio. And uh, They've been sponsoring us here throughout the season. They're absolutely a fantastic service. I've been using them over the last 18 months, and I really cannot complain. They have a rock-solid reputation, quick payouts. They have a fantastic in-game live betting app that I use while the games are going on, and they have the best perks in the business for their players. If you are signing up, if you want to become one of those players, you can get up to a 100% bonus courtesy of Rotoviz Radio and MyBookie. All you have to do while signing up is use that code ROTORECAP. That is ROTORECAP. When you inserted it while signing up, they will match your deposit up to 100%. So that is pretty fantastic, getting money right off, uh, kicking off things there to try and make some money as we head into NFL Week 4. And also, if you sign up this month for a MyBookie account using that code ROTORECAP, Forward the confirmation sign-up email to rotabizradio at gmail.com. You'll be entered into a drawing for a limited edition Rotoviz Athletic Pullover. So head on over to MyBookie, deposit the money, and then forward us that email confirmation and we'll announce the winner of that Rotoviz jacket on a future Rotoviz Radio episode. And I know, Nick, you've put in a lot of time into getting those jackets looking absolutely sweet. Oh yeah, they're going to be awesome. And they're already out for for shipping, I guess, to all of us. And when I get the jackets, we'll, uh, we'll at least the jackets for the uh, the contests we'll be doing, we'll wrap up the contest, at least this one, and, and get it out to a lucky listener. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to getting uh, mine very shortly. And uh, get involved, send that email confirmation over to rotabizradio at gmail.com. This week is an exciting week for the apps. We've plugged uh, quite a few of them so far, but there's two more apps, and they are popular ones over the past couple of seasons. They are being brought back this week, the Buy Low Machine and the Streaming D app. Uh, first, uh, can you explain why uh, about the apps, and then can you explain uh, you know, the reason that they're only launching after uh, three weeks into the season rather than at the start of the season? Yeah, so uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about these two apps because they are some of our, our readers and users' well, Why are favorites. they not working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the reason is, and, and the reason, like I said, we got a lot of questions, is because we need at least two weeks of data for every team. It was going to be done after week two, but of course, with the hurricane in Florida, that meant that the Tampa Bay and Miami teams didn't get to play their second game until week three. So they're being updated this week now that we have two data points. And the reason is, if you take a, a um, if let's say you play a quarterback, or you're a defense that's faced a quarterback you know, uh, like Drew Brees and then a quarterback like Tom Brady, you're probably going to look like a really terrible defense because you've given a lot, up a lot of fantasy points. Um, let's say you give up 25 points each to Drew Brees and Tom Brady, but their average, let's say each of them played another team and scored 35 points, then their average is 30 points. So you've actually held both of those quarterbacks each to five points below their average. So that means that defense is actually 
better against the quarterback than the quarterback's actual average. So you might look like a really bad defense by raw statistics, but by adjusted statistics, you look like a good defense. And we can't do above or below an average without a second data point, right? If you're the only team that has faced Drew Brees uh, and Drew Brees has put up 25 points, then Drew Brees' average is 25 points and you've given up 25 points. We can't make that adjustment without a second data point. So that's why we always update it after week two. In this time, it had to be after week three because of the hurricane. So same for the buy low machine. Uh, It looks at the quality of defenses a player is going to face. So which wide receivers will face easier defenses and harder defenses. And again, those easier and harder defenses are adjusted for their quality. Um, How does that defense hold wide receivers or how does that defense hold uh, certain positions and so the buy low machine is great because you can filter it for a different number of weeks so maybe right now the first three weeks you can look and see player x has had a very tough schedule but coming up he's very easy schedule so somebody might be trying to sell him because he air quote looks like he's been terrible so far but maybe he's just faced the hardest schedule in the league and has a very easy schedule coming up i know for example everybody was off of andy dalton after two weeks but he faced two of the hardest defenses in the league the baltimore Raven secondary and the uh, Houston secondary. Then all of a sudden, you know, he got a nice matchup against Green Bay and put up a very nice fantasy week. So uh, really make sure you're adjusting for the quality of defense or or the quality of offense faced if you're a defense. So um, that's kind of why those two apps haven't been updated yet, but they are getting updated as we're recording this and everybody will be able to use them from now on to the end of the season. So as we get a little bit closer here towards the end of the show, uh, do you have any uh, other projects in the works or things we can expect moving forward? Obviously, you mentioned at the start all the work you have to do to organizing the site and behind the scenes, but uh, for the people reading on rotoviz.com and uh, who see the stuff that's on the front uh, the front of the shop window, I guess we'll call it, uh, what's, what's in the works? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, obviously, uh, becoming just instead of an editor and writer to now a co-owner, I have a lot more to manage. So I've been schlepping off some of the work, as I mentioned to you for emails and some (laughs) other people that freeing up a little bit of my time to do some cool work. And one of the things I'm really excited is I'm gonna have rest of season rankings, but it's gonna be based off of a machine learning statistical model. So it's gonna remove any bias of my own personal bias and just be based purely off the data. And I'm currently working on it right now for the running back position. I'm also going to do the quarterback position. Uh, The tight end wide receiver position, Josh Hermsmeyer has a model already for those. So I'm going to leave that to him. But the running back and quarterback, I'm going to have machine learning rest of season ranks. So right before we got on the air here, I was polishing up the running back one. I'm going to get to the quarterback one either later today or tomorrow. And we'll have them out for rest of season ranks. Uh, and, and again, it's going to be just totally purely statistical base. The R squared on this model currently right now that I'm working on for the running backs is about 0.5 on out of sample data. So data it's blind to, I build it off of a large data set and then test it against some data that it hasn't seen yet. R squared is 0.5, which means the model can explain approximately 50% of the variance in rest of season performance. That's pretty darn good. And I'm going to continue to improve it. So that's the big thing I got moving forward. And then We've got a lot of other uh, cool stuff in the works going forward just with some new apps and things like that. So stay tuned for those. Yeah, that uh, sounds awesome. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, the 30% off discount at rotoviz.com. Uh, if you go to that rotoviz.com forward slash podcast, uh, if you haven't already signed up for rotoviz.com, you know, you really, really should. If you want to gain any, a little bit of an edge against all uh, the, your league mates or even if you're playing DFS and get the great work like uh, Nick has talked through here. So uh, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Rotoviz Highlight Reel, brought to you by Draft and MyBookie.ag. 
I'm Colm Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My guest today was Rotoviz.com writer and co-owner. Let's add in that and co-owner, uh, Nick Giffen. You can follow him on Twitter at Rotodoc. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Highlight Reel. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz and the 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. I can't believe it. That Gerald is presenting the quarterly budget report with finger puppets? Look, here comes a 1.7% decrease in fixed overhead. Hello, everybody. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Who are you? The projected increase in organic Q3 revenue. Hooray! Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth... You savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.